So in the last episode, I made a case for problem solving, how we should all give ourselves better problems to solve. Well, today we're back on the With Joey B podcast, and we're going to talk more about the value of problem solving. And again, it's thinking about that DeMello quote I put in the last episode. Sometimes it's a bit of a negative word, um, but I, I really think this is a, a pure discipline. A bit more background, actually. This is kind of a term problem solving I came to identify with even when we were doing nonprofit work because I found that in the whole nonprofit, aid, charity, international development space and spaces, uh, there's a lot of kind of social approval and lovey-dovey stuff that comes with just saying, yeah, I, I, you know, I run a charity or, uh, you know, I, I'm working in international development in poor communities around the world. Often people really get attracted to the very... Uh, the social approval that comes with those titles, with those, with those sectors rather. Whereas I love the word problem solving because it's so neutral. It doesn't have that emotional, emotionally satisfying element to it, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm saving the world versus I'm, I'm dealing, I'm doing what has to be done. I'm getting down to business, right? And it's looking at the problem objectively and trying to resolve it. So that's why I kind of in love with the, with the concept. And for me, it's one of the tools that helps I've thought this for a very long time, especially since and from that nonprofit work. It's an amazing tool to uh, give, provide a lot of meaning and fulfillment in life, which I'm going to talk about today. So again, welcome back. And yeah, you can double back to the last episode if you want to get more about problem solving or all the way back to the very start of the whole podcast because these episodes are designed to be consumed in order and they kind of build on each other. So let's talk about Elon Musk, I talk about him a bit. He's just a great example, in my opinion, because he's so relatable. Now, what do you notice about how Elon Musk goes about his business? Someone like him, he's had multiple, very successful business ventures, right? Yet he still runs, um, you know, huge companies like SpaceX and and Tesla. Uh, He loads a lot of stress onto himself, now, if you think of, okay, there's a very, there's a layer of glory that appears to come with having that much going on. But if you think about it, how stressful it would be running those companies, certainly nothing I would want to do ever, right? Looking after that many people, being accountable to them, having really complicated um, business models, manufacturing, so there's a lot of moving parts involved, okay? The money cannot be that great an incentive especially at this point for him right it's clear it, it really looks like and if you look at his story about saving the world right pretty no, pretty noble mission to take up see if you're really just gonna so that's what i call a mission led and i've always really reflected on the difference especially when i think about whenever i kind of put the entrepreneur hat on myself and think about what's the point of what's the point of doing entrepreneurship or using that tool or that hat Right, it's the difference between a mission-led entrepreneur and a career entrepreneur. Career entrepreneur will care; will they have a different primary, primary, plah, wow, primary incentive. So probably be more about having fun, maybe about status, image, money. Might be some combination of uh, those four things. Different. It's not the end of the world. Uh, if just because they're not mission-led. Uh, I'd say being mission-led is probably more powerful, probably more useful to other people. But hey, no judgment here. So, you know, if someone, someone, a typical 
kind of entrepreneur and Musk, Musk's position would probably start investing in businesses and leveraging their money and not have to run the whole show and, you know, use their capital to make money invest and have a stake in the business and get a return, not have to go in there and run it. Maybe provide some advisory, but again, advisory is a lot less moving parts, nuts and bolts than being the CEO, especially CEO of two companies. Um, so... It's because the mission, it's because the I only do what only I can do rule for Musk, it really is. There's a big difference. So that motivation comes from problem solving, a problem solving background. But it delivers so much value anyway, even though there might be more headaches involved. Ironically, that's why he is one of the most famous entrepreneurs in the world right now and will be for some time. I think he, I believe he's the only entrepreneur to ever make three unicorns in the same decade, three billion dollar companies in the same decade. So maybe with inflation, that'll be an easier, easier feat. But it's pretty remarkable and it's pretty ironic given it does seem like his primary focus is the mission. Interesting. So one key advantage of problem solving is it keeps you looking outside yourself. I think that's the best part. It keeps you outside of ego keeps you out of being narrow-minded, right? When we zero in on our lives, we normally, we start zeroing on our image of ourselves and how we're investing and constructing our identity. So we start to get very attached to outcomes for that reason, all right? We start looking for objective measures that we're doing well. There are no objective measures. You can only compare really how you're doing to yourself so a natural trap we fall into is comparing ourselves to others, right? Think about the opposite. When you're problem solving, you're thinking about how you can help the collective as well as yourself. It's not to neglect yourself. It's to work on helping the collective, including yourself. It's a much more self-transcendent view. You're looking beyond. You're extending that idea of you to include other people instead of the egotistical mindset, the self-centered mindset, focuses on ourselves in relation, in sorry, in contrast rather to other people, how we define ourselves in relation to other people. So we're constantly playing all these games with, ironically, our friends. I wonder why we have all these problems. So the value of problem solving, when you think about problem solving, not even doing charity, not saving the world, but problem solving, the unemotional objective. Again, apologies, but more masculine way of thinking. It, on that logical level is uh, to focus outside yourself. Right? If you work, if your company or your book or your podcast or your community work or the way you present for your friends and family, if it's about others, sorry, if it's about others, it's, it takes all the spotlight off you. It takes away a lot of ego as well. So it's very powerful. Secondly, it enhances empathy. We are primarily and, and wired to be, again, very, very self-centered. But because of that, we're very bad at considering other people's point of view. We're very bad at detaching our mindset and being kind of like a method actor, kind of like a Leonardo DiCaprio, like a, uh, like a, like a De Niro, Right, Daniel Day-Lewis, some of my favorites, who kind of, you know, uh, De Niro for the movie Taxi Driver, 1976, great film classic, 
Uh, it's the famous the lines more famous than the movie. You talking to me? He's got the gun in the mirror. That one. He drove a taxi cab for like two or three weeks just to get into that role. Now, if he only cared about being a hotshot actor, winning awards and things like that, you can't make that compromise to spend two or three weeks driving a cab just for glory. And dropping that ego enables him to immerse himself into this perspective so he can play the role, so he can see things from the character's perspective rather than Robert De Niro's. And it's that method actor mindset which is really empathetic. But we're very bad at doing it. Think about, you know, people in relationships, couples, family members, friends to one another, people on the street, people we deal with, clients, all that. We're very, very bad at seeing other people's perspective. Very, very bad. Problem solving is more empathetic because it'll normally be dealing with might be someone similar to you, but someone else's challenge. And you're thinking about how you can remove that challenge. When we're doing nonprofit work in Nepal, from the ground up, it was about understanding what do these people want? Not what do we want for them, not projecting what we want in our lives onto them. There's no, why would that be the same thing? They come from a completely different culture, right? It harks back to the way colonials treated their conquered subjects by building their culture around these people who were not interested in it, assuming it was best for them just because it was what they were used to. So that is not empathetic. <laughs> Empathy, if you're solving a problem for a customer, you know, it's often hard. You normally start out doing what you think is best. What you got to actually do is talk to them, get feedback and see things from their perspective. Again, it's disarming your ego. Now, moving on, number three, problem solving is very productive. Look at Musk. Look at what the real effective problem solvers of the world achieve, not just from business perspective, but think about figures like um, from um, kind of political movements or freedom movements. Okay, I know a lot of them end up assassinated, like Martin Luther King uh, and Gandhi, and you know, not necessarily, you know, or the martyred for a cause. But look at look at the achievement, look at the productivity. So you can get very well paid. Solving problems, obviously, because a problem is for someone who can afford to pay you, will pay you. They'll pay you for solving that problem. And yeah, a business model or the right business model is obviously then an important part of that. But it's it's not just a, uh, you know, there's this myth that all charity and helping people is, is has self-sacrifice involved. And I don't see that to be the case at all from my current perspective. It can be very, very productive. Um, and number four, I was going to say, is that it has countless incidentals. So many things come up. There's such a, a magnetic effect when you're solving a problem. It draws people to you. So what do you think people are going to respond better to? Someone who's out trying to build their own career or dominance and power in the world? Or are they going to respond to someone who's empathetic, who's working to solve a problem? And again, it's, it's, it's that pull. It's very easy to open the doors to people when you have a genuine mission, when you're genuinely trying to solve something, and when they can see that, it's very transparent. Right? It's very hard to bullshit a mission, like a real mission. It's very, very hard to bullshit. There's a lot of time, effort, and energy that goes into it. Very, very hard to bullshit. So it has countless incidentals. Through, again, another personal example, 
through doing nonprofit charitable work, we met so many amazing people that will forever be amazing life friends, mentors, business contacts, uh, contacts, and people who can open doors. And we didn't even know we didn't know any of that would come out of doing nonprofit work. Uh, if you read our book, Scott got to run his own subject at university. I came in as the client. It was an incredible experience. And there's, again, thousand doors, right? All these things open up. And that's what I mean by incidentals. You know, problem solving gets you into great rooms. So problem solving is just one thing you can focus on that just has all these massive benefits personally for you and for those around you. And the irony is you get so much out of it by thinking wider than yourself. It's just the way it works. Uh, so I guess to wrap up, the question for today is, once again, what are the problems in your bucket right now? And what problems do you care about seeing solved in the world? Especially those that are in arm's reach. And many of the ones that appear out of arm's reach, it's probably not. It's probably just your thinking. Maybe they're a couple of doors or rooms away, but they're probably not as out of reach as you think. So make sure you're thinking big. Thank you very much for listening to the With Joe Eby podcast. Uh, remember, as always, that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. That's very on theme for this episode because we talked about problem solving. And yeah, just carry that forward. We'll be back again tomorrow. And don't forget, for more information, just head to the blog, the website, www.withjoeby.com and you can sign up for email there if you want prompts to uh, the writing pieces and podcast episodes. Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you again tomorrow.